Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Sandy Weiner, and I am the founder and chief love officer at Last First Date. I want to thank you all for joining us today. Last First Date Radio is a show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. And we have a fabulous guest coming up in a few minutes. I'm going to be speaking with Lauren Uracic. She was named the most popular girl in New York City in online dating. I think it was OkCupid. And um, she's going to be talking about the ups and downs of online dating. And for many people who are dating in midlife, most people talk about the downs of online dating and not the ups. So I am all about putting a positive spin on dating and really giving people some some really actionable tips. So Lauren's going to be sharing some of her adventures in online dating and also some tips you can take away no matter how old you are. So I, one of the things I really specialize in is helping women date as the high-value high women that they are in every other part of their lives. For some reason, we tend to forget that we have value when it comes to dating, that we could be incredible at work and incredible parents and incredible siblings and an amazing friend. But when it comes to men, we often lose ourselves. And so I love to remind women of their value with men when they're dating and and men too um the men who come to me the brave men who come to me to get coaching uh the ones who can see that they need a little support those are men who also sometimes need to be reminded of the value that they bring to a relationship so um i have recognized that there are several things that we do when we're dating that we don't see, that we tend to be so close to the situation that we don't see what we're doing. And one of the things that I used to do all the time was to tell men how crazy busy I was. And I was busy. I was busy trying to build a new business and had gotten divorced. I was trying to take care of a home and make sure my kids were doing okay. But by conveying this crazy busyness, it was really a way of pushing men away because they they took away from that message that I was too busy to date, and that was not true. I really wanted to be in a relationship, and I was not conveying it because I was using those simple words. So sometimes it's the words you say. Sometimes it's an action that you take, and you don't mean to come across a certain way. But dating is all about first impressions and judgment and the more you can be aware of the impression that you're giving out, the more successful you can become in really attracting the person who's right for you. So I would love for you to receive this free guide that I created on the top three mistakes that midlife daters make over and over again. And I give actionable steps on how you can turn them around so that you can attract the love of your life and go on your last first date. So if you'd like a copy, it's free. All you have to do is go to lastfirstdate.com 
and you can sign up on my homepage and pretty much every page of my website there's a link to sign up. So I would love for you to have a copy. And now for our special guest. Lauren Uresic is a science geek turned makeup artist in her mid-20s. With more than 15,000 four- and five-star ratings, an average of 35 messages a day, and hundreds of thousands of profile views from interested suitors, Lauren was dubbed the most popular girl on OkCupid by New York Magazine. After being inundated with online dating messages, she began to document them in her Tumblr, and in this hysterical uh, little Tumblr, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. So I just wanted to welcome Lauren to the call. Hi, Lauren. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, um, so how shocking was that to find out that you were like this hugely popular person on uh, in, in OkCupid? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, when I this, I mean, this first happened about two years ago, so I've had time to process it, definitely. But initially, when I found out, it's you know, it's really flattering, obviously, but um, yeah, it it kind of brought like a whole new world of, I mean, really everything. It changed my career. It changed the way I think about dating. So um, it's just one of those things that you never expect to happen, but once it happens, it kind of changes everything. How did it change your career? Well, obviously, I have my book out now, which, you know, if Mm -hmm. you told me two years ago, when the first article in New York Magazine first came out, that I would be writing a book, I would have, like, thought you were crazy. So (laughs) um, that's the huge thing, obviously. But it's also just brought to light a lot of other issues and um, not just issues, but I get um, emails from women and men all over the world saying thank you or bringing up um, just other thoughts that they have. So it's really just like made me reevaluate what I want to do in my life. Hmm. So are you thinking of following a career in helping people with online dating? Not necessarily specifically about online dating, but I really love the aspect of empowering women and like you briefly mentioned just how people are very quick to um, forget about their worth and I think that's really important to remind people that you know they are their most important selves and once you realize that then I think you're put in a better place to find someone to be with Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely Um so and one of the things that I was really impressed about with you is that you didn't come from being the most popular kid in the world. <laughs> you struggled right. growing up. and um, So can you speak about that a little? Because I, I think you know people might look at your picture and see this beautiful woman and she's got this edge to her. I mean, you know, you've got tattoos and this cool haircut and, and um, they don't know what your past was and how far you've come um, in terms of being the most popular girl. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think that really anyone who, I mean, obviously I can't 
generalize um, 100% about this, but anyone who's, you know, the most popular girl or boy in high school, you know, they don't necessarily have that struggle or want to, like, become better because they're, you know, doing great how they are. But I, I mean, I was born with, like, a, a cleft lip, which I got bullied about all the time, which it's really not, you know, a big deal in the grand scheme of the world and what people have to deal with. But just that like aspect of being really heavily bullied um, makes you just kind of want to prove people wrong and, and do more than, you know, people ever thought you could do. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that was, you know, and then you go through certain things that a lot of kids go, go through growing up, like your parents getting divorced and, you know, moving around a few times. I wound up switching high schools, so I never really had, like, a close group of friends. Um, And just, like, I, you know, I'm still very young, so I grew up right when the Internet was, like, when social media was becoming a big thing. So just being bullied a lot on social media when it was, like, a brand-new thing, uh, I think contributed a lot to just my drive that I have now. Um, Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's great is that you took it into a positive direction because you could have easily just become bitter and angry and felt like a victim. Right. um, So I love that. And um, how old are you, just so the audience knows, if you don't mind? Yeah, I'm 25. Right, so you're you're right in between two of my kids, um, and I remember when AIM came out, when my yeah. oldest daughter, who's 27, was in middle school and high school, and oh my God, you know, it was bad enough to be around the bitchiness of girls during the day, but you come home, and the things that people would say behind the screen of a computer were yeah. disgusting, and the tears, and oh God! I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I think I that's, mean, it's only that's gotten. The, right, it's only gotten crazier with everything, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I specifically like switched high schools because I was, um, like, there was like a my street MySpace group made up about me. There was like hundreds of people yeah. that were belonging to it. Um, and it was just called I Hate Lauren Urasic. So it's oh, like, God. and it's funny because like these things stick in your mind. But um, since then, I've actually I've gotten like an apology from the guy who created it. But like wow. they, people that do these things, they like, don't even really remember they do them. You know, it's just like a thing they were doing as like a stupid kid in high school. But um, these are the things that have stuck with me and like, you know, they make you who you are. So you have to kind of appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, it's great that you got the apology. And that, yeah. was, that was a, a horrible thing to read about. And I, But I totally get it. I, I know how mean kids can be. And um, I'm just grateful that you were able to take away a positive message and also to get an apology is pretty awesome. Um, So let's talk about some of the aspects of the book. I mean, one of my favorite part is your Tumblr. Um, They really said this. And that just cracked me up because it's something that I, I, I sometimes I look at messages that men send me and I'm just 
just like you just crack up because they're so silly and yeah. like ridiculous. It's really so, yeah, um, it's yeah, some are obnoxious. Some are. I mean, they don't know. I think a lot of guys really are clueless. Um, here's one of my favorite. So the so the Tumblr was called. They really said this, and it was all true things that men had had said. Um, so here's one. Hey, you are cute little mouse. Want to play a game? And no, before you start insinuating, it's not sexual. You perv. <laughs> that was just like yeah, it's very. Um, I don't know where they get these things from, really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about um, what you've learned about yourself um, through dating online. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I mean, I first started dating online when I got out of a like four-year relationship, but that was like my first real relationship. And um right when I was getting out of it, okay, Cupid was really big. So I mean, you definitely learn what you know you want and what you don't want. Um and I think the biggest thing is once you go through you know, once you date enough people, you kind of learn what you're going to put up with and what you're not going to put up with. Um, And just going back again to, like, your self-worth. I've, you know, dated several guys who I could have kept seeing, but they really weren't, like, treating me possibly the best. But I could have kind of just given in and, like, you know, dealt with it because I wanted a relationship. Um and I have done that in the past, but at this point in my life, I I have to stop myself and I'll be like, okay, it's it's happening again. Like, let me get out before it gets bad. So mm-hmm. that's probably like the, and that's why I'm still single, I think, just because I, I'm happier being single than, um, you know, just settling for someone. Yeah, good for so you. So I think that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will think there's something wrong with single people, like like it's a disease, you know. (laughs) Oh, my God, you're single, you know, and especially now that the holidays are coming and there's a whole scramble to get online right around holidays. Um, I think one of the biggest There's actually a term for that. Is there? What's the term? Yeah, it's called called cuffing season. (laughs) Cuffing season. Wow, why is it called cuffing? Like handcuffs, like cuffing season. Yeah. So you want to like lock someone down. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I just learned Oh, my God. um, Yeah, I just learned that six months ago. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Um, So during cuffing season, when everybody thinks, (laughs) oh, my God, I need a date for the holidays, for, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah, for New Year's, for Thanksgiving, and... And then people sit around the table and they're like, "Why are you still single?" And um, so, so you know, I think you need to stand in your power and stand in your own belief of uh, and be proud of what who you are. And being yeah. single is something that you are proud of because you don't want to settle for somebody who doesn't treat you well. And um, so, I love that you're able to walk away from the men who are not right for you. Um, yeah, and I think that right, and I think that when you're, you know, of course, um, 
being single and being in a relationship has its ups and downs, but I think when you can stay busy and focus on yourself, um, you know, being single doesn't have to mean like going around to a million different guys or girls. It really just means focusing on your own happiness. Um, and if you, if you stay busy with that, then the majority of the time I find myself not even thinking about dating and the times where I have met guys that I really get along with, it's just kind of like, it just happens. I mean, you know, I've, I'm const. I mean, I'm on online dating, but it's their apps in the background, you know, I'm not constantly like checking, um, you know, every hour. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that's the most important thing is just to um, be content on your own. And if you're, if you're constantly looking for someone or feeling like you're missing something because you're by yourself, then you need to kind of figure that out first before you start dating someone. Yeah, I agree. And it's often that people think somebody's going to save them. And right. that's a fallacy. Um, you need yeah. to really... And it might be great. Right. It might be great at first and you might be happy, but eventually it's going to come back to, why you weren't happy with yourself in the first place, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm glad you're figuring it out now <laughs> in yeah. 25 years like I did. <laughs> um, so so let's talk about online dating itself. And if, you know, given your experience with online dating, what are what do you think are the essential elements um, in creating an online dating profile? Yeah, I mean... I definitely think photos are, are obviously probably the most important aspect of it. And I was actually listening to a podcast with like Aziz Ansari, who just came out with his mm-hmm. modern romance book. Um, yeah, yeah. And they were saying, you know, online dating should really be called like online introduction services because you're really just matching with someone that you think you're, you know, you're attracted to and you have somewhat common interests, but um, you shouldn't be putting too much thought into, like, every word they write, you know, like, if they like a movie that you don't like, things like that. Um, but I definitely think having great pictures is a good start, you know, they if you're getting into very technical um, aspects of it, you should, you know, have high-resolution photos, you shouldn't be wearing sunglasses. You shouldn't be in a group of people. And I have, like, a whole list in my book of things that I think are good tips. Um, mm-hmm. And then besides having good pictures, you know, you should write something thoughtful that's not super generic because, you know, at the end of the day, there's thousands of profiles. So, you know, if you're writing things like you love to travel and, you know, take walks on the beach or whatever it might be, you know, the last five people probably wrote that. So Mm -hmm. um, it's really about just being genuine and, you know, showing your best, best self. And if you don't really know what to write or what pictures to choose, then, you know, I think asking your friends is a good, is a good start, what they think about you. I have to disagree with you on that one. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Often people's friends don't have the right perspective, and they often, a lot of women have friends who think that their profiles are fantastic, and they're women, and they don't really understand what men want and what men like. And so what may appeal to your best friend could really suck when it comes to men. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's good to have perspective and to ask somebody else. But you have to be careful who you ask. I think um, that's that's my. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm referring to asking like your closest friends who you trust that know you. And I think the positive um, traits about yourself shouldn't matter matter whether it's a woman, or a woman or a man. You know, reading into it. So sometimes people are also afraid or too humble to even, you know, talk positively about themselves. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes that when you get the other person's opinion, it can help in that respect. Yeah, people do tend to be overly humble or they can come across as sounding like they're bragging too much too. Right, um, yeah, that also. You know, so, yeah, it's it's not easy to write a profile. I mean, that's why I I write profiles for people because, so many people get stuck on this, um, but mm-hmm. I, I love Aziz Ansari. I think he said some really funny things in that book, and I love what he says about his parents and how they met. Have, did you hear that part? Um, no, I didn't. Didn't. So he he actually was talking about this. Um, I heard it just last week, also. But he he talked about how how it's so hard to make decisions today because we have so many choices. We have online dating, which gives us so many choices and everything in our lives, pretty much. There there are just Mm -hmm. tons of choices. And so he said when his parents met, they were set up, and his father met three women. The first one was too tall, the second was too short, and then his mother was just the right height. And then, right. you know, that was that was how easy it was. And he said, I can't even yeah. choose a restaurant for dinner. And yeah. um, so I think, you know, there is something about the fact that we have so many choices that we often get stuck choosing. And that happens right. in dating all the time, where there's another one and another one and another one. And especially mm-hmm. at your age, I think there's there's a lot of that. Um, well, if I don't like everything about this person, let me throw them back into the pile and pull out another one. Did you yeah. do you find that that kind of like looking over the shoulder? There might be yeah, somebody better. Yeah, I definitely. Um, when I was like, I would say over the last like three years, I've gone in and out of first where I'm like not on online dating and then on it. But I I definitely think I had my moment where I was just, like, meeting people and meeting another person and then going on another date. Like, so I've, I've realized now that if I have any interest in someone, I'm not going to check my online dating profiles. I'm going to pursue that person until it can't be pursued any further. Um, and I think more people need to think like that because even if you're messaging someone and you schedule a date but then someone else messages you and you're like oh well maybe I should go out with this person you should really stick to that first you should play everything out as long as you can play it out and give people an actual chance um as opposed to just picking the next the next thing and I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people have 
issues with that now, but I think going through um, the time I had maybe like a year ago when I was like going on a few dates every week, it actually just exhausted me and made me just not happy. So I, I decided to consciously um, change the way the way I dated. Mm. Yeah, it can be exhausting, especially if you're not um it's it's you're not connecting deeply with anybody if you're constantly right. dating first dates. So yeah. you know, if your goal is to be in a relationship then um then you have to be selective. Um I once had a woman come to see me. She had been on two hundred dates in like a year a year oh year and a half. I mean <laughs> she was getting older. Her parents Everybody was telling her she was too picky, and I said to her the opposite. I said, I don't think you're picky enough. I think you're just going out with everybody, and you need to start saying no to people. And, in fact, that same day, she was on her way from New York to Baltimore to go on a second date with a guy that she didn't even like. And I said, cancel the freaking date. Like, I can't believe you're going to go spend time, money, effort to go on a date with someone that you know is not going to go anywhere. So, yeah, you know that's what I think. A lot of people will go to that extreme of just like, let me just go out with everybody. Um, yeah, yeah, that's not a good way to do it. So, so let's talk about first messages because a lot of people uh, are confused about how to send emails. I mean, you you have all your Tumblr crazy messages. That's what guys mm-hmm. sometimes think is you know, hi beautiful. Um, that's not a good connecting message. So, um, do you have any good tips? For first messages, and um, and also, do you believe that women should take initiative in sending first messages? Yeah. So, I I mean, I would say a lot of the successful dates I've been on, I took the initiative and sent a first message, and I don't really believe in, you know, I still like to be courted, if you want to say that, and like have a guy take charge in some aspects, but um, if someone's not going to message you because they just like are busy or they're on like 5,000 apps, like just send them a message. It's, uh, I, I've heard from a lot of guys that they actually like that and it's an attractive quality. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal if women message at all. Um, and then also, I mean, just as far as sending, whether you're a girl or a guy, I think just sending a respectful message is obviously a good place to start. Um, you know, mm-hmm. my blog features like some of the craziest, most disgusting things possible. <laughs> so mm-hmm. as long as you're sending something respectful and maybe like, you know, looking back at that person's profile and choosing like one or two things that you think you might have in common that you can reference, then that's a good place to start. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's people really overthink it. I think it's it's really like, "Hi, I'm I'm John. How are you? How was your week?" Like, that's fine. You know, it's just mm-hmm. to get the ball rolling and that's really it. Yeah, a lot of people overthink or they write too much. Um, yeah. I had a client who wrote <laughs> she she answered a guy's email and she wrote back like her entire life story and I was like, yeah. "Okay, we're going to talk about TMI here and um yeah. you know and and you unfold slowly with men you don't dump your whole life because 
that's a sign of desperation and neediness. And also you want to maintain mystery. So, yeah, so don't overthink it. Um, yeah, and also, so, yeah. I like to save, like, a real conversation for when you meet in person. I think you give yourself you give yourself more reasons not to meet up with someone if you're having a full-blown conversation before you actually meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't even talk on the phone at all? I mean, on the phone, for my, I mean, for people in their 20s, I feel like that's, like, a very weird thing. And I know it's, like, uh, I kind of wish people did talk on the phone more because you can really tell a lot about someone by the way you have a conversation with them. But um, unfortunately, it's like seen as very weird. And obviously, texting is um, more frequent than phone conversations. So, um, but yeah, I found myself not going out with guys because they'll like send something weird if we. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I still think you should save the majority of the conversation for in person. Yeah, I agree. I I think that people get too involved too quickly before meeting in person, and I think the in person is the most important thing. And then even then, you don't know somebody until you do. So, right. Um, great tips. There's so much more we could talk about, but unfortunately we're at the end of the show. So please tell our audience where they can get your book. Sure. My book is called Popular, and it's on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, pretty much everywhere books are sold, and all my social media is at Low and the Cosmos. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Lauren, and uh, good luck. Good luck on your search for love and uh, in your new career path and and everything that this has opened up for you, and uh, really appreciate hearing from you today. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and thanks, everybody, for joining us today, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. (laughs) 